Welcome to episode 71 of Off the Shelf. Thank you for joining us on the Off the Shelf podcast. This is part five of our discussion with message pastor Jesse Smith regarding the status of William Branham as a prophet. Specifically, in this portion of our discussion, we will deal with if William Branham's teaching is correct, why did God require Christians in earlier ages to believe false doctrine in order to be saved? Are Trinitarians Christians? Is there clear proof that William Branham lied habitually? And finally, why did William Branham fake that he spoke in tongues? It is Rod's turn for a fourth question, I believe. Is that correct? Question number four. Okay. So yeah, if everyone is um, content with the time and all that and being fair and all that, then we can move forward with the fourth question. Sure. Yes, sir. Good by me. Jesse? Yep, we're good. Thank you. William Branham stated that he received what he taught from God. He received revelation on the scriptures from the Holy Spirit, and this formed the basis of his unique, quote-unquote, teaching. Uh, One of them is particularly troubling to me. William Branham taught that if you did not follow the messenger for your age, you could not be saved. He also taught that the doctrine of the Trinity was satanic. This leads one to the conclusion that in virtually all of the church ages, one had to believe a satanic doctrine in order to be saved because the messengers were clearly Trinitarian. How can you justify from Scripture that God would require someone to believe false doctrine in order to be saved? And you have five minutes, Brother Smith. Okay, thank you. First of all, I'll say not all of Brother Branham's teachings were from God, uh, as far as I understand. In He Cares, Do You Care, 1963, Brother Branham said, always be careful what you're listening to. He said, so much of it is the human side, but ever, if it will speak it from the Lord, it'll speak it, thus saith the Lord. Now, from my listening to Brother Branham, I've never heard Brother Branham say you were lost if you didn't follow the messenger of your day. So, Brother Rod, maybe you can look that quote up for me. Uh, Please share that with me. I will. Okay, but I have quotes where Brother Branham says people are saved who don't agree with him. In Questions and Answers, Part 164, they asked Brother Branham, will they be saved if they don't preach your message? He said, yes, if they believe the Lord. He said, if they disagree with me, he said, it shows where they're headed for, perhaps the tribulation, if they disagree with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, but those who can accept the word in its fullness, not me preaching it, but because the Bible says so. So Brother Branham never put it on him. He was just the messenger of the message, Jesus Christ's revelation for the end time. So, uh, Jesse, let me just give you this. This is uh, a quote. Okay. Uh, real quick, Rod, if, if I may, we do have to just to keep the, the time frame a little bit. I, I do want to let Pastor Smith get out his full five minutes first. Nope, and then... This is the follow-up. Okay. And I appreciate you being okay with that, by the way. Pastor Smith, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Both of you. Thank you. Also, Brother Ram taught, according to the revelation of the fifth seal, with, which was thus saith the Lord, Jews can deny Jesus Christ as Messiah today, but as long as they're true to the word of God, the Old Testament, as long as they're true to their Old Testament, they'll be given white robes. He taught that in the fifth seal, paragraph 228, 256. It's not important that I read it. But I'm just saying Brother Branham, in numerous cases, said people can be saved even if they don't believe in him because it, it's not based upon him. It's based upon the word of God. 
I do believe the Trinitarian doctrine is satanic because it's not the word of God because it contradicts the word of God. Anything that's a lie would be of the wrong spirit. But God, because God never said he was three co-equal distinct persons, but we know, I believe they can be saved because it's not the salvation issue. It's a mystery issue because Paul calls the Godhead a mystery in Colossians 2 verse 2. It's a mystery. It's got to be revealed by God. And if people can't get it, I know God's merciful because that doesn't pertain to salvation. You said, how can you justify from scripture that God would require someone to believe false doctrine in order to be saved? If I understand this right, I do not believe God requires anyone to believe false doctrine to be saved. All God requires for salvation is repentance. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says we are saved by grace through faith. That's a gift from God, not of ourselves. The thief on the cross is a prime example of Ephesians 2, 8. He was saved by grace through his faith in Christ. A lot of people don't know this. I don't know if you know it right or not, but in Matthew 27, verses 41 to 44, the thieves, both thieves were casting the same in his teeth. So that's Matthew 27, 44. The thieves were casting mocking and hurtful words. So this thief came to the cross against Christ, but within a matter of how many hours were they on the cross? I can't remember. Thank God our Lord suffered on the cross. But in a matter of hours, the Holy Spirit comes to him and he's convicted and he tells the other thief, he said, we're both sinners. He said, we deserve this, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, remember me. And Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise. Now that's talk about grace. That's saved by grace. It didn't matter what he believed before. It didn't apply to salvation. It didn't matter what he did. He trusted. He must have repented and trusted in Jesus Christ as his savior. Now, as for messengers believing the Trinity, Again, God doesn't save by the Godhead doctrine. He saves by grace through the blood of Jesus Christ. I've already mentioned all the restoration scriptures. Those scriptures, Matthew 17, 11, Acts 3, 20 and 21, Daniel 12, 4, and there's so many others. They all speak of the Gentiles, and Paul calls this the times of the Gentiles in Romans 11. The Gentiles are going to lose some revelation because they have to be restored. He said, all things need to be restored. The fellowship, the doctrine, the power, everything has to be restored. Well, that if it needs restored, something must have been lost. And so that comes down to the point of it had to be lost because that was God's story through the seven church ages. Even in the fourth age, which was the darkest age, they had to combat the depths of Satan. That's what Jesus Christ said himself. So it got to the depths and then it sprang forth in the Reformation. The more I study it, the more I can see it. And it comes down to this here. It comes down to this. There were wise and foolish virgins of every age. For example, David and Saul. Samuel said, he told Saul, he said, David is better than you are. Now, not exalting David, but he had a heart for God. He was, he obeyed God more. And so you have. Uh, that is time, brother. I apologize. I completely spaced on the one to calling out the one minute mark. So um, I'm going to let you finish your thought uh, real quick. But I just wanted to say we, we did just hit time. Okay, so I'll just close to this. In the Church Age book, Brother Bram brings out four classes of believers. I know he said three all along, but he changed in the Church Age to four, and that's scriptural. Matthew 13, there's four grounds. There are four vessels in 2 Timothy, gold, silver, wood, earth. In Revelation 22, 11, there's four conditions you can be in, holy, righteous, filthy, unjust. It's a completely scriptural doctrine. There's two kinds of saved. There's two kinds of lost. There's two destinies, but there's two of each kind.
Thank you very much, brother. And then, Arad, you have three minutes to respond there. Yeah, wow, you're implying a lot there, which I don't think that the Scripture says. Anyways, William Branham said, all that believe, all that believe the message of that age come in and was saved. So will it be in any age. All who did not believe the message and the messenger perished. Now, I'd ask, this was from 1964. I, I don't know if you're familiar with William Branham's vision of the plum and apple trees. In it, William Branham tells of a vision that he said came from God. He states of this vision, there's many Trinitarian people sitting there. There's many oneness and there's many different ones. But how little you would be to fuss about, because if that part of the vision was true, the other part's true too. Both fruits was found in the cross. He's talking about plum trees, Trinitarian, apple trees, oneness. He's saying that whether you're oneness or Trinitarian doesn't matter with respect to your salvation. Then, many years later, in 1965, he states that if you believe the doctrine of the Trinity, quote, you are lost, unquote. And in another sermon, he says, Trinitarianism is of the devil. I say that, thus saith the Lord. How could what William Branham said was true about the doctrine of the Trinity if the vision of the plum and apple trees were true? They can't. William Branham didn't get his revelations from God. He made them up. He changed things. Back back when he first had this vision, God gave a vision, Trinitarians, oneness, you're all good, you're all on the cross. Both found in the cross, he said. Now, if you believe the Trinitarian doctrine, you're lost. It's confused to me. How can you say he got that from God? Is that, a, is that the rest of your time? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brother Jesse, you have three minutes. Okay, again, with this, Brother Rod, I take everything Brother Branham said back to the word. When Brother Branham said in 1965, they're lost, Trinitarians, it wasn't thus saith the Lord. There's no scripture that says someone's lost for being a Trinitarian, and he never said that's thus saith the Lord. Brother Branham was a very dogmatic person. He said he was more dogmatic than Brother Neville. He said there's dogmatic, there's nice, there's kind people. He was very dogmatic, and, and that he was very convinced he was right many times. But we got to take everything he said back to scripture, I'll, I'll have to look up that all believe the messenger per, or that didn't believe perished. I'm not familiar with that one. I'll have to look that up. You um, can find it if you go on to believe the sign and type in Christians that were required to believe satanic doctrine. You'll find it. Christians that were required to believe satanic doctrine. We've got a whole article on the issue. Okay, I'll look that up. And again, with that quote, just from you hearing it, I'd have to take it back to the word because he could have made a mistake. He could have been just overzealous. I've not studied the plum tree vision, brother, but I do believe that. I believe Trinitarian oneness can find a place at the cross. I believe all of us that are saved find a place at the cross of Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's just my reply. I'll stop right there. Uh, and then, Rod, would you like to uh, add anything else? Or um, if you do, then, of course, we'll give you know Jesse the last words. And yeah, just no, I'm good. Question, I'm, but... good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. All righty. So then, Smith, you now have your fourth question. And, yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into that. Fourth question, brother, you stated in numerous podcasts that you have proof Brother Branham was a liar, but I've never heard you share any real proof. So aren't you wrongly assuming this and jumping to conclusions based upon your own opinions? And Rod, you have five minutes. So, so this question is quite easy. When you said you never heard us share any real proof, uh, I don't think you really listened or read what we published or, or may, maybe you haven't read enough. Here's a list to start. There's way more. I could go on for an hour. 1953, first, William Branham stated he had visited the graves of the founders of many of the world's religions, including the grave of Mohammed, the grave of Buddha, 
and Confucius and many others, just a flat out lie. He stated this, I've been to the grave where the white horse is changed every four hours, where Mohammed, a great priest and leader right after Christ, was supposedly to be a prophet. Guess what? There is no white horse that's changed every four hours. William Branham wasn't there. This doesn't exist. He lied. Second, William Branham stated on several occasions he had been to the Vatican and seen with his own eyes the words vicarious filiae on the papal triple crown. It's another lie. These words have never appeared on a papal crown. I think he got that from Seventh-day Adventist Uriah Smith, who got it from somewhere else, and William Branham admitted he read Smith. Third, the story of the baptism on the Ohio River in 1933. In 1950, William Branham said that there were thousands standing all over the bank of the Ohio River facing Louisville. Paper carried a big article of it. It's a lie. Graham Snelling was there and stated that there was not over 100 people. There was one article in the newspaper that said there were 14 converts in a tent meeting. Only article. Thousands were not standing on the bank of the river, and there were no newspaper articles about the baptism. William Branham was not telling the truth. Fourth. William Branham stated on several occasions that he saw Mother Eagle stretch out her wings in the nest, and the young eagles all climbed onto her wings, and she flew down into a valley with the chicks on her wings. They jumped off her wings when she landed on the grass, and they played for a period of times, and then she later descended back into the valley, stretched out her wings again. The chicks jumped on her outstretched wings, and she then flew back up to the nest with the eaglets on her wings back to the nest where they jumped off. We can state without doubt that William Branham never saw this take place. He was lying. And we challenge anyone to send scientific evidence that this actually took place with any eagles in real life. Fifth, we've talked about the infamous cloud over Flagstaff. And it's just a flat out lie. He was nowhere near the cloud on February 28, 1963. And his daughter, Rebecca, admitted that in an article she wrote in the Only Believe magazine. The cloud was not supernatural, but was formed from the explosion of a Thor rocket. The rocket started to veer off course and was intentionally destroyed at an altitude of 45 kilometers, which surprisingly is the same as the mystery cloud. Ian Branham stated several times he'd been around the world seven times. It's a lie. We know, and, and even Owen Jorgensen describes the trips he took. William Branham stated that the municipal bridge vision was fulfilled. He stated that 16 men had fallen from the bridge and died. But we know from newspaper reports that only two men died in the construction of the bridge, one from being hit in the head with a crank and the other from falling off the bridge onto a barge. William Branham was not truthful when he said the prophecy was fulfilled. Eight, William Branham stated that with respect to Donnie Morton, a young boy that he prayed for, the Lord healed him, made him well. The boy was wearing shoes the next day after he prayed for him. William Branham said it got so he could run, meet his daddy and everything. William Branham said, thus saith the Lord, the boy will be healed. But we read in a Reader's Digest article that Donnie never began to improve even slightly after the operation. Donnie was never able to walk or run. The best he was able to do was stretch out his arms in bed to reach for his parents. Donnie Morton died the same year, unable to recover. Finally, I was in contact with Donnie Morton's sister, and she confirmed Donnie Morton was never healed. One minute. I could go on with other examples. William Branham stated these things to make himself look like a prophet. He tried to create the persona of a prophet. One of the ways he did this was by stating things that were not true, but which his followers held on to and still hold on to, even though they are false. William Branham lied. He failed the test of a leader in the church as outlined in Titus 1 and 1 Timothy 3. He should simply be ignored.
Uh, and then, Brother Jesse, you have three minutes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think uh, Brother Ram was a, a habitual liar. He lied to the IRS. He admitted that. He exaggerated. And I just say this humbly. I, the only way to know if Brother Bram didn't go to the graves and all these things would around the world seven times is either to ask him about it or to have followed him around his entire life. A lot of these really can't prove it unless like he admits it on tape or says it. Because the danger is if you take the newspaper on, on some of these newspapers can be wrong. And as you probably heard, like with I watched the documentary Patterns of the Exodus. There's no proof of Moses in Egypt. In other words, the government records don't recognize Moses. There's no record of Moses. So does that mean it wasn't right? So I, I think we just got to be careful not to exalt these things. And I know it's hard. It's hard for me. I know there's a lot of questions, no doubt about that. The only way I know is if I would have followed Brother Branham around. But remember, the cloud could have been by vision. Ezekiel went by vision to a place he could have visited there by vision. There's a possibility. And even with Brother Ram around the world, thus saith the Lord seven times. And was that, did he say that with thus saith the Lord? I, I don't think so. I don't think he said thus saith the Lord. I'll go around the world seven times. So there's times he may have miscounted, forgot. I don't know, exaggerated. The bridge, I don't know about that, but it's possible. I, I just don't know what to say. I wasn't there. There's no one that was there that watched every single day and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but we know there are like JFK's assassination. There's just there's some real conspiracy theories. The World Trade Center, we just passed it yesterday. There's a lot of questions people have, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But to, in order to disprove some of these, we would have had to been there the entire time. And none of us were. So, again, it, many of these things, it's it's our word or, you know, your word, Brother Rod, against Brother Branham's. And I think it's wrong to call him a liar flat out. One minute. I think that's wrong. Now, the one thing I'll say, Brother Rod, with Donnie Morton, that's a serious one. That's one I have never studied. I'd heard about it before, but I just don't have time to study all of Brother Ram's life so much. I got to preach the doctrine. So I will look into that. I'll probably go to your website. That's the great place to start. But again, I, I personally don't believe it was a liar habitually. He did lie on occasion. He admitted it. He made mistakes. But I still, on many of these, it's just your word, Brother Rod, against Brother Ram's word. Uh, and then, Rod, if you'd like, you also can have another three minutes well, there. So here's something that really troubled me when I found it. On April the 12th, 1959, William Branham relates what happened in the service on a prior evening. He said, they were telling me of a woman that I'd call back somewhere in the audiences, but she couldn't understand me because she was from another country, a Finnish woman. And then the Holy Spirit told her to bless God, spoke in a language that I didn't know and called the woman and give who she was and something about the Lord's blessings upon her, something or other in Finnish language. I don't even know English, let alone Finnish. So I searched through some prior sermons and found the place he was referring to. Sure enough, he was telling the truth. Here's what he told the woman. Right straight back, the back of this place, about middle ways of this aisle, there's a woman. She's suffering with high blood pressure. She's not from here. She's a Finn. She's from Finland. If you believe, sister, you receive your healing. Jumala Ruha. Rise up to your feet. Accept your healing and be made well. God bless you. Kitos Jesus. Hallelujah. What was I saying? So he has a couple of words in there that definitely aren't English. And if you enter them into Google Translate, it turns out, that they are Finnish, that they're in the Finnish language. Was he speaking in Finnish to the person, a language he did not understand? This would be a clear demonstration of God's 
power. Wouldn't you agree, Jay, Jesse? Now, here's something. So I went and searched back. And here's what William Branham said on January 22, 1956, a couple of years earlier. And I was passing through here the other night, and the custodian said he was from Finland and his people was from Finland. I spoke a few words of Finnish to him. I said, Kitos and Jumal and Ruha. And he looked at me and said, Kitos says, thank you. And Jumal and Ruha is God's peace be upon you. Turns out that William Branham knew a few Finnish words. Seriously, William Branham was faking speaking in tongues and said he didn't have a clue, but he did. He was lying. And if you look back, he was in Finland, as you're aware, prior to 1950. He learned a few Finnish words. Doesn't, God doesn't need my help, and he doesn't need William Branham's help. There's no way that I would ever follow a man who would fake something like that. As Frederick Nietzsche wrote, I am not upset that you lied to me. I'm upset that from now on, I can't believe you. I could keep going on with examples. I can't believe William Branham anymore. He was not a prophet. He lied. All right. And then, Pastor Jesse, if you would like to respond again, you can have another three minutes. If you do, though, of course, we have to give the last word to... Or wait, or was this your question? No, or was this, this my follow-up. Jesse gets to, gets three minutes to answer. Okay. So, yeah. No. Okay. Go ahead, Pastor. Your three minutes. I'm losing track of the time here, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't familiar with that one, Brother Rod, so I'll have to look that up. I personally wouldn't believe he would fake speaking in tongues. I just I wouldn't I have a hard time believing that. I have to go study all those myself. It's on our website. Okay. What's the name of the page? Oh, let me see. Oh, I, I didn't know if you knew it right offhand. Uh, no, I don't. It's, yeah, William Branham Speaks in Tongues. That's the name of the article. Oh, yes, sir. I'm sorry. We have somebody here at the church. Yes, sir. I'm still on the recording, brother. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, brother. Um, speaks in Tongues. Okay. I believe we only have two questions left, right? Is it two or three? One, uh, one. Right? Would, you, would you just have one? Yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Like I said, I've that's cool. totally to me, so I'll go study that out. All right, awesome. That brings us to the end of this portion of the debate. We will be releasing the remaining episodes over the next few weeks. As always, if you have any questions, please go to our website at offtheshelf.life. There is space for comments and questions at the bottom of each episode. Or you can send me an email at rod at offtheshelf.life. Please let us know if there are any issues or questions that you think we should address. Thank you very much for listening. And remember that God loves you and is not afraid of your questions. Have a great week. <laughs>